0: Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things podcast. Thanks for coming back. I skipped last week because I did not want to record. Nothing was wrong. I was just tired and rather, would rather have been doing something else. Um, as you've talk, heard me talk about before on the show, there is an Instagram account that some sisters turned me on to called The Net Ministry. And I was scrolling through my saved um, posts on Instagram, like other people's saved posts, if that makes sense. And one of them was like, you can cancel something and not have to explain the reason why. And so last week, I took the recording of the podcast off my calendar, and I don't have to tell anybody why. Uh, So, but I'm back. So, thanks for coming back and sticking with me. I try not to do that too often because one of my goals is to be consistent. And, uh, but I felt good not recording last week, high key. So, but I'm glad to be back. And, Back in the studio, and by studio, I mean I'm trying this. You've heard people talk about, and you you may not hear them talk about it, but you see them sometimes post somewhat irregularly about like recording in a closet. So, um, why I'm not in the closet uh, in terms of how I identify, I am in a closet right now, and we're seeing how this works out. So, if you are new to podcasting, or you are like, how do I how do I get a quiet space? Try going in the closet with a lot of clothes. There's a tip for you. That was free. Um, so. This episode is going to take a few turns, so thank you in advance for following along. The first one is, I want to tell y'all that I met Oprah. And by met Oprah, that means I was in a stadium with 14,499 other people and me with Oprah, and we were far, and that's fine. So we were breathing the same air, so let's go ahead and say that I met her. Now this is the third event, third or fourth event that my um, wife and I have been to, to be in the same space as Oprah. This is probably the amongst the biggest. Um, but she was doing a Oprah Twenty Twenty Vision for Your Life type tour, and I'm going to share with you a few things I picked up from that, and then parlay that into um, a quick story. So. A few things that I picked up from that episode or from that experience. It was a day long um, in the Bay Area, and she's doing, I think, like eight to 12 of them in the country. And the first one that she talked about that I wrote down was about knowing whether you're managing or you're consulting. <clears throat> so there's a few ways to take that in terms of the business sense, obviously, mani- managing a project versus consulting a project. But when you engage with other people, and sometimes, yeah, let's just say when you engage with other people, you have to figure out, are you helping them manage something? And is that what's required of you at the time? Or are you just a consultant for someone? So you're helping them actually figure out and get into the weeds of it, or you're just giving advice. And sometimes we confuse those roles. Of We think that they want us to help them manage. And really, it's they're wanting us to help consult, but they may not use those specific words. And for some reason, I was sitting there thinking, wow, that's really deep. Because sometimes people will ask me something, and I've gotten significantly better. I, I do it almost all the time now. When someone says, "Can I get your advice?" or "Can you? Do you have you know some ability to t- to hold space for me?" and I'm like, "Sure. Do you want me to listen? Or are you looking for me to chime in?" I'm gonna listen regardless. But some, there's a part of like listening to be able to be responsive later, or listening because somebody just needs someone else on the other end of the phone. So I have to remind myself in those instances and beyond. Are you looking for me to help you manage this, or are you just looking for advice, or you just need someone to bounce something off of, and then you're going to decide that later? So I certainly thought th- about that in the professional sense, because there was, there will be situations in my professional life where someone is asking me a question, but it's for consultative purposes, but they don't use those exact words. So I've got to discern what they're actually looking for. And if I'm not sure of what that means, I should ask, like, are you looking for my consultation? Are you looking for me to help manage something? Because that can really um, calm down a bunch of the the stress that I may feel when somebody comes and asks me for that. Because I take, when someone comes to ask me for something, I take that very seriously. I want to be invested and be able to show up for them fully. Not that I'm going to show up differently, but I can shift the way that my energy feels and looks and comes out. Um, But yeah, that was one of the first ones that she said and I was like I'm gonna have to write that down and really think about that Another one that she says is um, Of course minding your own business will help you save you from a lot of stress and weary And that is pretty obvious. So i'm gonna leave that at that She also talked. Um, so this event was in conjunction with ww ww is weight watchers, but they tried to be cute and rebrand and just put ww but okay sis We know what you mean um So she talked about her journey, the up and down journey, and some clips that I had not seen before. And as an Oprah stan, I'm like, this is interesting. I've never seen this before, either because I was too young to see it when it first came out, because low-key sis is 66, and really, she's out here. She's living her best life. But she showed a clip with, um, I think, what's her name? I cannot remember the the white woman's name that was hosting, temporarily hosting the Johnny Carson show. Joan Rivers. Um, and she was getting at Oprah because she was like, basically like, put the fork down, sis. Um, you've gained X amount of weight. And this was, I think before the fat in the wagon episode, if you're an Oprah Stan, you know, the fat in the wagon episode from like late eighties, early nineties, you know what I'm talking about? If not look up Google Oprah fat in wagon, it will make sense. But she was talking about, um, how she was devastated at that point that O girl had basically called her out. Even though she knew that she had put this weight on or was carrying this weight, it's different when someone announces it and says it out loud. And so she kind of related that to this WW program and the, the mindset that our, our mind has when we think about being on a dive, diet and depriving ourselves of something. And then she said, when you, when you make a conscious effort to change the way that you eat or the way you insert change the way that you blank, eat, love, love existing relationship you can't fail if she said you can't fail if there is no diet to get off of because there was no diet to get on so if you are mindful around eating and actually thinking about what's going in your mouth actually thinking about how you're investing in relationships actually thinking about the energy that you're putting into your work product if you are not depriving yourself of something there's nothing to get off of you just take those opportunities where there's a misstep you acknowledge it and then you move in a different direction And for that, again, that's simply stated, but I was like, sis, it takes hearing, sometimes it takes hearing something from someone else who seemingly, quote unquote, has made it or has a a lavish life that I do not. I'm grateful for the life that I have, but I don't have 3,761 trees, which is what old girl said during the show. And some would say it's braggadocious, but I was like, you better have somebody out there counting your trees and then tell us the number of trees that you have because I'm here for it. But she just talked about diet and food in a way that was not limiting. And as a person who, um, I don't know that I have diet and not had something, because I'm like, if I want ice cream, I'm having ice cream. I'm not having like a double scoop of ice cream. I may have yogurt instead because I'm I'm here for yogurt. But um, thinking about it as something that you don't get on so that you can fall off But how do you figure out a way to stay the course and be consistent and recognize that when something is going off, that's a sign. You know, I've talked about like you get the whisper and then you get the pebble and then you get the rock and then you get the boulder paying attention to the whisper instead of ignoring it and acting like it's not there and using that as an opportunity to redirect yourself. That's the universe pointing you in a different direction because you're about to go down a direction, but we can sometimes be so hard-headed that we are like, oh, no, this isn't a whisper. That's somebody else's whisper. Girl, it's your whisper. That's why you're hearing it and no one else is. So that was a good one. Um, and then she talked about... Um, engaging with people and she she low-key talked about a bunch of haters she didn't name anybody by name but she was talking about haters and she was talking about how people will engage with you from the level of their understanding and so this is how I want to parlay that into a quick story that I had um, professional that I've experienced um, recently so when you think about people engaging from with you from the level of their understanding there are people that come into your world on a variety of levels relationship um, friendship colleague supervisor mentor insert relationship and they are engaging with you from what they understand about about what they think you're you're bringing to the table or what the situation actually is so here's my story I was working with someone recently and word on the street, and I didn't find this out until after the conversation had happened, um, but word on the street was that this person was getting ready to come into this meeting that I had a few days um, after or before this conversation. He was getting ready to come out fighting and being like, I've been reading all these books about advocacy and I'm going to come out blazing and basically like bang, bang, bang. I found this out after the meeting. Um, And that was going to be his way of advocating for himself, his team, etc. Again, mind you, I learned about this after I learned about all this fight energy that he was supposedly going to bring to the table after the conversation. Or before the conversation, excuse me. Um, but I do what I normally do. If I feel like something is going to be tense or go awry, I pray about it before going in. Ask the Lord, because that's who, you know, my Lord and Savior. Ask him to give me the words so that I may not be speaking on my own behalf. That doesn't mean I'm gonna get in there and give a sermon. Although a sis can do that. A cis can read somebody, Anywho. Um but I prayed about it, and it was like I already knew that he was going to come in and try to stunt, he being the dude that I was working with, um, that he was going to try to stunt and pull some games and try to get loud or sassy or try to like push somebody back on their heels. Not, I wasn't the only one that he was probably going to try to do this to. So as per usual, I entered the conversation calmly with data, with process to back it up. And now y'all know that black women, we come armed, good, better, and different. we come armed with what we need to come with so that when you thought you were going to show up and turn up, um, we come in ready to chill the hell out of you and whatever heated conversation that you were going to bring to the table because we're not here for that. And we're not gonna lose a job over it, but you will get professionally read quickly. And it's not with a malice. It's just sometimes how we show up. Now, is this all black women? No. But is it this one that you're listening to right now? Yes. So I entered the conversation with the data, the process, laid it all out. And I could literally see this person's face deflated as though he was going to try to say something. But there wasn't anything to say. There was literally nothing to say. Because I certainly, as a person who is ruled by logic and reason, And sometimes lacks an emotion and and displaying said emotion that I had to understand that he was coming from he was going to be trying to come at me from the level of his understanding. He understood like maybe one inch of a 12 inch ruler and that's not his fault. But my part of my role in that situation is to try to lay out for people what the, they're actually dealing with before they make themselves look silly. Because he thought it was this one small thing. And I was like, these are like the 10 things that go into making this decision. And so while you think somebody should have made this decision six, eight months ago... First of all, it was not legal. This thing that we're talking about was a legal thing, the, a new law in the state of California. Um, it was a legal thing. So I do not have control over that. And these are all the considerations that go into that. And so that you are aware, we've been working on this. It's not as fast as you think. So I can appreciate someone wanting you know, something to go lightning fast, but I also had to remember And I couldn't even be mad at him. I was salty with him, let's be honest. But I couldn't be mad because he was engaging from the level of his understanding. And so, again, I saw that as my opportunity to help shed some light on the situation. And thankfully, I inserted myself first. And I don't know, that was clearly God giving me the words to say to deflate what this person was going to try to blow up and stunt about. So, again, as you walk into these situations, remember uh, situations with people, um, relationships, etc. People are engaging from the level of their understanding and they... For us to expect them to know what's in our head and know all the pieces is just going to drive us bananas. So I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do, but when we're in those conflict spaces, conflictual spaces, remember, try to remember at least, or if not in the moment, but afterward that people are engaging from the level of their understanding. And so I think that will that will help us all give a little bit of grace to those other people, to ourselves when we find ourselves engaging with something. And remember, you don't have to stoop yourself to anybody's level. If someone's going to try to show up in that way and truly speak from their level, however low or ignorant it might be, my job is not to meet you there. My job is to come in with bullet points, data, process and then you can have this emotional meltdown should you choose to but you're going to be the only one in this emotional meltdown and we can try to sometimes people are like it's passion and I'm like you getting all red in the face and red in the neck Karen that's on you I'm still going to walk out of here. The thing that I always consistently in my head say is that you can get loud with me. You can get feisty. At the end of the day, I'm going to have access to my benefits. Thank the Lord. And I'm going to get this paycheck. Thank the Lord. So turn up if you want to. I'm going to get paid regardless. Or if I'm being hood, irregardless. So there's that. But remember thinking about, and this is one of those things where she talked about again, and that was the story that connected shortly thereafter. And I was like, yes, queen. People are are coming at you. They shouldn't come at you, first of all, but from the level of understanding. And so how do I surround myself with people who I have an energy with, who I click with, who we can just be like, yeah, or we can have an adult conversation because we're damn adults. So if I can't have that conversation with you, I'm not going to engage with you on a regular basis by choice. I'm going to engage with you because I'm required to. So there's that. So those are two of the biggest things that I um, heard from Oprah. Uh, One last one, and then I'll switch to my final uh, thing, is she talked to a guy named Dr. Dean Ornish, Ornish, O-R-N-I-S-H, about healing oneself. And I don't have the book yet, but I think I'm going to invest in the book because he talked about four ways of healing oneself, and this is from disease, this is from, you know, um, out of whack emotions, etc. Now, is this true? I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I'm, clearly I stand for Oprah, so it can't be that bad. Um, and I'm not, she's not a cult. There was no, I didn't have to give blood. There was no cross on my head, no tattoo that I got. But anywho, Healing Oneself by Dr. Dean Ornish talked about four ways of doing that. When you eat well, move more, stress less, and love more. So at some point, I'll try to break those down, but not right now because it's still pretty fresh. And I also don't have the book to kind of learn a little bit more. But I thought that was really interesting about eat well, move more, stress less, love more. Each of those things is going to look different for everybody who hears that. And there will be one or two that you gravitate more towards than the others, but using that as a way to kind of center yourself and really honor the body that you've been graced to walk around in. Your spirit self has been given this body. And how do you figure out ways to eat well, move more, stress less, love more? And in small incremental ways, it doesn't have to be eat well. I'm going to go and throw all the food out of the cabinet that I have. No, girl, I'm still going to eat these tortilla chips. I'm just not going to eat them all at once. I'm going to space that bad boy out. So I'm eating better and going towards wellness. Move more. Yes, I, I want to run one day. I'm a runner, so this is that's the first thing that came to mind. But I'm not going to sign up for a marath- half marathon if I've never run a 5K. I'm going to start by walking 15 minutes, and I'm going to do that consistently for two weeks. Stress less. Um, maybe I find a way to decompress for me it's been partly acupuncture it's also been um working on my running and being consistent with that but it's also unfollowing people that I'm like why do I even follow these people or this account on Instagram why stop it um love more finding the opportunities to tell my friends and family that I love them and actually engaging in conversations and keeping up with people what concept so those are some of the initial ways that I thought about healing oneself in those four ways eat well move more stress less love more and oh and I just realized it's too uh, let's see no that's a lie moving on I was going to try to make some sort of connection that was going to fall flat (laughs) thanks Um, and lastly, I just want to give a quick shout out to, um, wife. So my mom is currently visiting in town for a week and, um, I get her up here, um, maybe every two to three months for about a week at a time, just so she can get some uninterrupted rest, try some new restaurants, hang out with us. We can catch up and in person. And I just want to, again, shout out to wife because she does such a great job of taking care of my mom in a way that leaves me no worry. So when I can't, because I move jobs and I'm not so close, I'm not able to be home for lunch and other than the days that I can work from home. But wife will come here, have, prepare lunch for her, call me if she doesn't eat it. She will entertain her, set her up for the afternoon. So when I get home earlier than usual, because she's here, um, She's all ready to go and Crystal's uh, Crystal. You don't know her name. Wife has done everything. Uh, you would know her name because you saw you see my Instagram. So whatever. Um, but I call her wife. She has done everything to care for um my mom in the same way, if not better, than I normally do. Let's go ahead and say the same way, huh? <laughs> Side-eye. But I'm just so grateful that I have found a partner, a best friend, a wife that um, takes care of my family in the way that I would and that I would hope when I'm not around and when I'm around. So um, and I hope that she feels the same way. I do the same doting and loving on her family that she does on mine. And I'm just so grateful. So find you somebody if you can that treats your family well. And hopefully you treat them well as well, your family and your partner. But I just I couldn't let a, a moment more go by without showing my express gratitude for that. And at some point she will listen to this episode and she will probably have tears in her eyes as she's listening and text me with some heart eye emojis. So um, I do this because I mean it and I'm so grateful and I could not have asked for a better partner. Um that's all I got for this week. Thanks so much. This is a bit of a long episode, and I thanks for hanging in there. Um, if you're listening, you know where to find me, but I'm also, if you've got a friend who has an Android, I'm on Google, Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. You can slide into my DMs on Instagram. It's under Two Quick Things, and I will catch y'all next week because I got another word in my spirit, but I'm just tired today, so I'm going to end with this. All right. Take care, y'all. Bye.